Ding ding, top floor, America's most evil podcast, the pod people. I'm DJ Dipshit, Matisse Van Rossum. I'm the Benjaminomicon, Ben Sheets. Solid. Hi, I'm Cleveland Mosier, and uh, mommy's with the... F- Mommy's with the maggots now. If anyone's allowed to say it to me. That's right. All right. That's right. That's the energy that we're bringing to this episode, isn't it? Yep. I got a white claw in my hand. Yeah. Not I'm a sponsor. Sipping on a dose Equis. Um, you yeah. got two Equis. Yep. Dose. Yes. Dose. Dose Equis. Um, it's well, two horses, right? No, it's two X's. That's why the logo is uh, X's. Because uh, I thought Equus, you know, like horses. Wrong Latin. Yeah, that yeah, that's Latin. Yeah. In Spanish, horses caballo, <laughs> <laughs> which is a totally different <laughs> word. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're talking about Evil Dead Rise. It's the new Evil Dead movie, and it is that. It's a new Evil Dead movie. It is the first one. In 10 years since 2013's Evil Dead reboot, which I remember a lot of people being pretty hostile about when it came out, um, but has certainly uh, gained a cult status over the last 10 years. Um, Yeah, especially as uh, Fede Alvarez's stock has grown. Yes, exactly. Um, Because I remember when that came out, I had no idea who Fede Alvarez was. He was chosen to direct it by uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell because they saw one of his little short films. He was one of those guys, you know that. Yeah. Went from well, short, I would say yeah. I would say one of the one of the more successful ones, at yeah, least in, yeah. in horror. This one is not by Fede Alvarez. Uh, this one was directed by Lee Cronin, who is an Irish filmmaker. He did Hole that the movie, The Hole in the Ground, which I've seen. I've I've also also seen. seen, I think we've all seen that one independently of one another. It It is okay. That's how I felt about it. It is, yeah, it's very okay. A little boring. Kind of boring. My problem with Hold the Ground is I was very drunk when I saw it. Um, And also just like in a movie night chat, we're all talking. So like... I'm very unreliable narrator about it, but, like... It's not... I mean, it's it's fine. Like, the last, like, 10, 15 minutes is kind of cool, yeah, but... Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like, it's like a very little happens throughout the movie except for the last few minutes. It's really slow, that's, that's yeah. Cool. It's really slow. Yeah, yeah, it has a banger last, like, 15 minutes, but mm-hmm. the rest is... And, you know, I think gone. that, uh, actually, Evil Dead Rise kind of follows the same formula. Um, I, I like Evil Dead Rise better than Hole in the Ground, not by, like, a ton. I will say that it did not quite meet my expectations. Um, I thought it was pretty good, not great. But it was, it was madly overhyped, I was pretty middling on this one. I think it's okay, but in comparison to... The Evil Dead series and the rest of the movies, it's a big old disappointment. I would say that The Evil Dead is still, like, one of the most consistent horror franchises and that, like, it doesn't really have any bad entries. I would say that that still holds for this one. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you because of the really high standard of quality of especially the Raimi-directed ones, the first three. This does not live up to that legacy that being said um 
I know this movie has been doing very well. We'll obviously get to our box office predictions at the end, but it's been very successful. People have been loving it. And uh, even though it didn't quite meet my expectations, I'm still happy it's been as successful as it is. I think that Evil Dead is a great legacy horror franchise that I'm totally fine with them making more of them because I think the formula is simple enough that if you get a creative enough director and writer, obviously, behind it, there's a lot that you can do with the Evil Dead premise. I think it gives a lot of room for creativity. And I think that's kind of one of my problems with this one is I feel like it didn't break the mold as much as I, as much as it could have, Honestly, given its setting, I, I feel like this one really plays it safe. Uh huh. And uh, that kind of sounds odd because this one is brutal and full of gore. Yeah, you know, extremely but, gruesome. But that's but that's but that's expected yeah. for the series, right? Yeah. Like um, the the over the top graphic violence is. I feel Evil like Dead this is, course. yeah, just kind of making a mainstream-friendly type of Evil Dead movie, in a way. Yeah, um, well, I mean, and it has proved very mainstream-friendly yeah. so far. Um, I think I saw an interview with Sam Raimi where he was talking about wanting to make Evil Dead like an annual series. I think every three years is what they said. Yeah. Every three and, years is would be preferable to every year. Yeah. I don't need one of these every year, but every three years. I can do with that, yeah. I I'm, suppose. Here's the problem. We're coming into it at the top of this scheme, right? It's hard to say. If it's in the right hands, and it is in the hands of the original creators, so that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, if it's in the right hands, uh, that can bode well. But even still, I do have some mild concerns about frankly, any franchise trying to turn itself into a cinematic universe. I think yeah, uh, sure. with that comes homogenization. I think with that comes a need to make all your demons look fairly similar. With that comes a need to, you know, maintain your style to the point where young directors can't come on and put in their own soul. Like, add, you know, give it their own style and flavor and make a, a remake uh, unique. I could be totally wrong, though. Like, it could be well, really awesome. I mean, I, I, I think you're... I mean. I think you're not wrong. That description is not wrong in regards to this film. I think pretty much everything that just came out of your mouth describes this movie pretty well. I think like it's still an enjoyable enough time. Let's let's save the conversation for where we would like the future or where we could see the future of this yeah, franchise going. Let's save yeah, that it's, for it's the back end. The movie. I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah. I, have, I have thoughts on that too. But yeah, I, I mean, I think this is a good opportunity to like drill down into this movie because the whole premise it's called Evil Dead Rise because it takes it place in like a high rise skyscraper, right? Yeah. Premise basically is that there's this family living in this condemned apartment building that used to be a bank. A lot of people have already moved out. There's an earthquake that uh, sort of opens up the the old bank vaults underneath. Somebody finds the Necronomicon. They call it something different in this movie. Um, but they find the Book of the Dead, unleash the demons, evil dead happens. Evil dead happens. Just in an apartment building instead of in a cabin in the woods. And I think that on paper, that's great. I think in execution... It's kind of just Evil Dead again. Well, even less than that, in my opinion, because, you know, they don't really 
do much with the location. That's what I'm saying. You know, they That's don't do saying. much with the location, and they do some in terms of gags, but not enough for me. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that's more a matter of personal preference than anything else. Because, like, the remake, the 2013 remake, also did, like, a similar tone to this one where, like, it's not really funny, you know? No, but it it pushes things to the extreme. Sure, that it does. I mean, especially at the end. Um, Yeah. It does, but it's it's a totally different tone. This one pushes things towards the extreme in the third act. But for the most part, it kind of left me wanting more. Um, I think one of the big things, too, is when we introduce our set of characters, we have Alyssa Sutherland, who's uh, a single mom, and her three kids, Mm -hmm. and her sister, who uh, finds out she's pregnant in the first scene, uh, comes and visits the way they set up these characters, they all just feel hopeless and depressing from the get-go. And so when bad things happen to them, it's like, oh, okay, things are going from bad to worse, and, like, there's no possibility of hope for these characters. It's just seeing bad things happen to characters who are in a rough position already. I don't entirely agree with most of any of that. Uh, I watched um, the remake, so I watched the the, re- the 2013 movie after I watched Rise. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm coming off of it pretty hot, but I felt like this movie did more original things than the remake did. I agree. I think that it's still the same structure, largely, um, uh, and there's a lot of callbacks, and it plays out in a similar fashion. I think that's okay if they're starting like. If if this is the if this movie is the jumping point for a bunch more of these movies, I think it's fine. I think it's I think it's it's good. And I liked all of those same things. Like, you know, there's that whole thing with requels and remakes where, you know, it needs to be same but different, right? And like that's just a reality. Like it you know, some things need to be similar, some things you need to change to mix it up and keep it fresh. And for the most part, I liked what was the same. And I liked what was different for me. See, I mean, I I don't disagree with what you're saying in principle, but mm-hmm. the thing about it is this one is not the requel. The 2013 one is the remake slash requel. And you're right. It mother. it does it it does do a lot of the same stuff that the original Evil Dead does because it is a direct remake of the original Evil Dead. That movie is the requel. This is the to use the the Scream 6 uh, description, the sequel to the requel. I mean, it's not a direct sequel to the the 2013 one. It's not the same characters, but it is consistent in tone from the, the 2013 one. Those two, these two feel like they take place in the same world. You know what I mean? So I, I think that this me. is... I thought you, this one was a lot zanier than You don't the, think this takes place you don't feel like this movie takes place in the same world as the twenty thirteen no, one. No, I don't. I think I think the twenty thirteen one is a lot more um gritty, down to earth, and uh, dark. Like the the thing that really did it for me is I was looking back at shots from the original Evil Dead, and there's so many sequences with like dancing hand puppets and crazy like faces 
and stuff, you know, like, like the demons, whatever the people turn into demons in Evil Dead 2, they have, like, full prosthetic faces on with, like, yeah. you know, yeah. creepy, like, like hooked nose and big exaggerated eyebrows and, you yeah, know, demon awesome. teeth and mouth and their cheeks are all sharp. Like, it's, it's, a uh, they're fun. They're wearing, like, big latex masks and things. It's goofy, it's campy. And I don't think that the 2013, I like the 2013 movie, by the way. And also I watched it with a lot of peers who also really like it. Um, uh, and... It's, it's solid, but it doesn't really have much of any of that. The demons are, like, a little snarky. And beyond yeah, that, it's, it's very grounded. And that's cool. They're, it's, they're the same, it. it's the same story, different tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like the subversion with, like, the, the, the sister the, with the, like the, on drugs and stuff and how, like, she's able to come back around. I thought that was cool, but I found the brother protagonist to be, like, really, really boring and dry. And I found that for most of the characters in it. I thought that they were all pretty, pretty bland. Um... And I thought at least these characters in Rise had some texture to them. I don't um, know if I agree. I I, yeah, I really hated either. the characters in this movie. Uh, more than the I, ones in twenty thirteen. I think movie? they yeah, yeah, again. I it's been a like while since again. It's been a while since I've seen the twenty thirteen one, but I remember really enjoying it. I think in this one, uh, the characters are flat and unlikable and i think part of the core of horror and tension is having juxtaposition so when you start with characters in depressing situations bleak situations bleak rundown apartment buildings and things go from bleak to bleaker it doesn't it feels more flat than when Things so, have some sort of normal. I don't think. It, I don't think it was me, that bleak to, to start. Like I, I thought that like the family was like in a rough spot, but they were like clinging together. And I thought that there was a lot of like love between all of them. I really liked Tattoo Mom. Um, I thought that like they did a good job of showing like her kind of like you know struggling to be a mom and like to hold the family together after the dad is when the dad is absent. And it it felt like they were like still a unit in spite of that and and i also found like their house to be like it's it's dingy it's dark but they're they're doing what they can to brighten it up there's a lot of art on the walls there's a lot of like really cute um little details like the 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 set is like really elaborate like there's a lot going on um to show that like this family that it's like a really lived in house um much more lived in than a lot of these like apartment films feel like they're uh you know like your um or any of these like haunted house movies that this is like in competition with uh like your your insidiouses and all of those like your conjurings and stuff like i felt like this house this set just felt a lot more like a family's home to me um and when the demons came in like it felt like wrong what did you think about the kids um i thought the kids were a little dry i found the kids fucking annoying I, yeah i thought i, I thought the kids were kind of frustrating our introductions were one one of them is talking about going to a labor day protest and putting together like an environmental activism sign for a labor day protest i thought that was adorable i, I have a lot of like um, um i've had art students in the past that were a lot like that like and it really reminded me of them to me i found it to be like very like wholesome and and like uh, and, and funny too. you know like their heart's in the right place they're, they're figuring i mean out. that kid that the problem for me with that kid is that she's a terrible actress yes yeah. that that was my problem i i agree that Alyssa sutherland like the mom is probably 
the best actress and the most interesting as a character, but she's also the one who gets possessed, so she becomes evil, and she's great. I do think her performance is really good. Uh, I, I think it's definitely, like, the highlight of... One, the, one of the bigger highlights of the film, but when she becomes the antagonist and just sort of like a cartoonish evil, which is what I want from Evil Dead. The problem is that then the protagonist becomes the sister, and I don't think she's interesting, like, at all. I She reminded me of Jessica Chastain's character from um, from Mama, which is, like, a weird fucking pull, but, like, this sort of, like... Uh, punk rock like musician girl with a troubled past who doesn't want to be a mother but through the course of fighting great evil learns to become one Mm -hmm. it's like and that is just like i seen it before i've seen it before and also like i mean the actress is fine but it's just like her arc isn't interesting to me. That arc isn't interesting. And it has the extremely... Un- With any Evil Dead sequel, you're always going to have the extremely tall task of uh, being compared to Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Impossible. And that is that is an impossible task. And I think the way that the Fede Alvarez one averts that issue is that the tone is so much darker and grittier that they're not looking for charisma and goofiness that Bruce Campbell provides. And I think that, like... A lot of the secondary characters in that 2013 one are kind of whatever, their bodies. But I think the main girl, Mia, the one who is like the drug addict and gets possessed and all of that, I think she's really compelling and so much more interesting than any of the characters in this movie. So, I agree, uh, largely. Um, I I essentially agree about the, the protagonist in this film. I think that she doesn't act as a good foil to the demon. Because yes. Bruce Campbell is an amazing in the original series is an amazing foil to the cartoon demons. Yeah, well he's, said. He's cartoonish in his responses, right? Um, come get some and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's really lively and and uh, and and colorful and vibrant. His performances. He's 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 basically a, a walking muppet. Like he's he's so absurd. Mm-hmm. And um, you're right. The 2013 one, dark, dry, gritty. And while our protagonist is also the demon. <laughs> The problem is, is that during the sequences where she's the demon, which is probably over half the movie, Mm -hmm. um, her brother is the foil. And that dude looks like an underwear model. I'm sorry. Like, and he's see, boring. I, in fairness, I don't remember him at all. Yeah. I, so I advise you to rewatch that, it because like his, and also his whole deal is like at one point they reference like he's a car mechanic and that has no effect on how he carries himself or anything like that. It's just a, it's a plot thing that explains why I can build a defibrillator, right? Yeah. I No, like, I, I don't think you're... Like, I, I don't remember here, that character at all, which speaks to how boring he is. Yeah. My point is that, like, I haven't seen the movie in, like, probably seven or eight years, sure. and I still very well remember, like, the main girl's performances, both as the demon when she's possessed and otherwise... And just like in comparison to this movie, which is which we just saw a couple days ago, so it's much fresher. That performance that I saw years ago still is elevated above anything that I saw in this movie. Really, I think so. I think that like a uh, tattoo mom does do a, a really good job. Like she's she's, she's yeah she's very, very she's very very good, but um, 
yeah. she doesn't get she doesn't get that same kind of moment of redemption. You know, she no, becomes. I, don't think she needed it. I think she instead becoming a well, spoilers, becoming a giant spider monster was fucking rad. Yeah, that and is very cool. And the addition, and the last ten fifteen minutes of this movie is fucking yeah. is fucking tight. And yeah, in addition to that, like like I was saying about the car mechanic thing in, in twenty thirteen, like the brother who has to be the foil to the sister. He's a car mechanic, but again, it's only a plot thing. Like, it doesn't really affect his mm-hmm. character. Again, his performance is very, like, not even dry. It's absent. It's rough. And it makes the middle of the film, like, much harder to sit through whenever the demon girl isn't on screen. They, and what's interesting is I think they did something very similar with the protagonist in this movie where she's a guitar technician. Yeah. Like, her job is she follows, like, some big band. We don't see or hear which, I don't think. Um, around matter. the world. Um, and she, like, handles, like, their audio tech. And so, like, she's very savvy with electronics and with music. And I think it's a, it's a cool job that you don't normally hear about. It's way more, like, unique than car guy or whatever. And it actually sure. applies in the film in a cool way. And it, it feeds into who her character is. She's got that kind of, like, Joan Jetty, you know, attitude with, like, the, the, you know, black leather jackets and stuff. And while it's a character I've seen before, like, at least she was a little different. And she held her own fine. She's not Bruce Campbell. Like, she she isn't, and what we really need... I, I said it during the Ready or Not episode, but what we need is Samara Weaving. I think that she could do it. I think, like, is she someone would, she like She would her, be a really good... She, she would be awesome. in, uh, Evil Dead protagonist. Ash Evil Dead. Oh, which, I've, which I've not seen. Oh, has, is she, yeah, that, she's yeah. already been used. They can't use... Fuck! Because <laughs> yeah. that's who we need. Like, or someone like that. Like, because she has, like, that same powerful, lively charisma. You know, that yeah, totally. I, think, I think you need out of out of your protagonist because like the demons are cool. If you're going to have that, you've got to have a good foil. Mm-hmm. This is fun. And but I, I think, yeah, like my I was I was just surprised watching See, the 2013 movie and just seeing that character and just how boring he was. And and I think by this is miles better. In my opinion. See, using her electronic skills is a great example of texture used well in this movie. I think the other characters have a lot of plot contrivances aimed to be texture for their character that completely falls flat for me. Like, uh, for example... The DJ kid? The DJ kid. Oh, I think he's great. Who uh, likes scratching his DJ uh, records. That character, similarly to the younger sister, big fat nothing burger for me. Um, Better actor. But... I do think that one of one of the few things that I think is cool about this movie, one of the ideas that I like that they do is the uh, finding the records with yeah. the the Necronomicon and playing those and hearing like the priest. Yeah, no, that is cool. And how he has to manually rotate the records, spin them, and, get, like, and then like weird... once the once the incantation starts happening, like he can't stop it. Yeah. Like yeah, he, tries he tries to. As soon as like he starts hearing Latin, he knows. And I liked that, and it, it made him a little bit more um, likable. Too. It's because, like, he finds these records. It's very clear that, like, in their heads, demons aren't real, right? Of course. They're living the same lives we are. The mom even says ghosts aren't real at some point or whatever. And um, so he gets, he finds these cool records in a bank vault. He's going to put them on. He finds this weird-looking book. Dope. Cool old occult shit. Awesome. I'd do the same. He puts on the records... And as soon as, like, and I, I do love how, like... I mean, living in the real world, I think if I found a book that had actual teeth, I probably would leave that alone. Nah. The book design is cool. It's cool. I, I it's like sick. Yeah, we can it. come back to that. Yeah. Um, and uh, when he puts on the record, uh, just a, another quick note on that. It is really cool how he, like, because uh, um, when he first plays the record, it's just, like, deep, 
rough, weird, creepy, satanic stuff, and he's like, wait a minute. And he, spin, and he it, starts yeah. spinning it by hand. And what's cool, so he has to spin it by hand to, to make it like fast enough to be audible, but because he's doing it by hand, it kind of comes and goes, and you get this really mm-hmm. cool like The audio processing texture. on it is really yeah. nice. Yes. I really yeah. like that stuff. Fucking yeah. neat. And, um, and again, like, it's, it's just records, and he's listening to like, the, 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 you know, the documentation of them finding the book or whatever, but as soon as he starts reading from the book and the Latin starts happening, he knows. Something's wrong. He shouldn't be listening to this, and he tries to stop it. And sure enough, the machine starts going on its own. And yeah. that is so, like, classic Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. you know, the, the, the furniture dancing around the, the, the cabin. Like every, it's, it's like a, a horrifying, like, Disney song number. Um, and uh, here, like, it's that same idea. Like, even the electronics have become possessed. And uh, yeah. I love that. I, I, I get really excited when he, like, unplugged it and it kept playing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the point I was making earlier is uh like the the point that he's a dj feels more like a plot contrivance than something that adds actual texture like he could have a record player and it would just be that no no but it doesn't feel like that adds anything meaningful to his character i think i think think another example of that is the the sister um she uh some of the neighbors come over and they have like a minute long uh, sequence just to introduce the people, essentially, yeah. about how the the neighbor boys like her. They uh, want, yeah, they want her to come over and watch all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies with them. Yeah, she's like, "Fat chance, I gotta go to the protest tomorrow." Yeah, and that that scene does two things really clunky a it's specifically to set up that people as if we wouldn't think an apartment building would have peoples uh, because it's specifically focusing on that shot several times i mean i and guess b, like, I, I think it's just establishing a visual motif yeah, I, I think that, that's good i think you want to do that i don't think it's necessary though i i think you can just use it the first time you don't have to use it with the sort of bland character stuff. I mean, you, need, you need to set up the neighbors across the street so I know where they are when they get murdered. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take very long. And it's, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I, think it's, I think that's a, a fine way to introduce those characters who don't d- and, do anything. They're yeah, bi- well, that's they're the body. thing. They're just bodies. Like the, they don't... In respect I, to they the records and the protest stuff, I thought it, it showed that they were like a cool art family. Like, they're all like into, you know, like the mom does tattoos... You know, and she's, like, encouraging art and, like, protesting and, you know, being active and stuff. And, like, they're cringy because they're kids. And, like, they should be. I, I think... I, I like that. I like yeah, all that but stuff about it's, it's not like we got any cool art kills or anything, you know, related to that stuff. Substantially. Yeah, I, I kind know. of... I kind of... I disagree about the peephole thing, but, like, with the with the, the kid and the record player, like... I agree with you. It's like there could just be a record player in the house. Like the DJ aspect doesn't really add anything to it. I don't think it's yeah, it it doesn't feel like it's well utilized outside of um we need record players so we can do the cool thing with like well, the, that's the, the thing. I think as a whole the first the whole first act is really just clunky setups. You know? Yeah. The the youngest sister uh, put some scissors under the bed so they can be used later. You know, uh, oh, yeah. all these different things where it's just specifically because the audience knows they're going to be used it later. It does, it does 
play it does telegraph its hand in a number of ways i don't have too much of a problem with stuff like the scissors you see that and it's like later when they're when shit's going down the living room it's like ah the scissors are under the couch i i you know who's gonna grab them and stab somebody with them right and in fairness too like the context with the scissors is like the the youngest daughter making this weird baby head on a stick thing and i thought that was staffany that's funny that's good like yeah like the youngest one like has like the funniest bit yeah she's making staffany and she's using her mom's scissors and her mom's like hey don't you know like i'm gonna need those back or whatever she chucks them under the bed that was cute. Like, that's something kids would do. And I like that. Yeah, Staphne is another one of those kind of, a uh, similar kind of contrivance, I think. Because that's really just so, like, when they're roughhousing earlier, Staphne can get broken. So it's like, oh, we've got a sharp stick at play as well. Yeah. That one's, on that yeah. one, that that's one is. another example. The scissors don't bother me too much, but that one's a little bit as, like, as soon as you see that break and you see the sharp end of it, it's like, okay, that's going through somebody later. That happens, like, right after the scissors thing, too. So it's like you're already having your eye drawn to it's like, here's a trap for later. Here's a trap for later. And it's like, do this a little more organically, like, especially considering how long the setup is. You have lots of time to do this stuff organically, and that all just kind of feels like they set all that up in, like, just like a minute. Yeah. So we can get to the demon stuff. But then the movie doesn't get to the demon stuff for another it, 20 minutes. It takes way too long. That's to my point. That's that my stuff. point. With, yeah. with the amount of time that they draw that stuff out, spread out the setup of the sharp implementations more organically throughout all of that instead of at the very beginning and then have 20 more minutes until demon mm-hmm. shows up. One thing I do like about the broken stick thing is it's broken because they're like, the youngest one and the middle sister are are horse playing yeah and it gets broken through their horse play and then later on when the middle sister is the demon the younger sister accidentally stabs it through her head and it's like that whole idea of like hey careful you put your eye out with that thing and i thought that was neat like it's it's also kind of done through horse play like these they should have they around. should have said hey be careful you'll put your eye out with yeah, it and then yeah. stabbed her in the eye they should have literally done yeah that, that would have been great you know and i will say while I do think this movie kind of plays it safe a lot of times, one aspect where it really doesn't play it safe that I have to commend it for is, like, actually using the kids as, like, the primary, you know, characters in this. Because it is a brutal movie. I mean, yeah, not... Like, you could easily play it safe and just have all adults. Yep. And Mm -hmm. to have kids in very traumatizing situations like this but also murder it's, it's ballsy yeah like, yeah, yeah. Like it sort of murders the children makes them demons and brutalizes them and See, it was i think it's fucking awesome yeah i i agree with that i think the problem that comes of that is especially the, primarily the two older kids especially the middle one not good enough actors to really feel traumatized again especially that middle one like after Mm -hmm. the mom like dies you know quote unquote before she comes back as the demon or whatever like that girl is just like emotionless like they 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 dripped some some like visine into her eyes to make her look kind of teary but from like a child like a teenager like that age whose mom just, like, died suddenly, like, 
should be an emotional wreck, right? Or at least like shell shocked, you know, in in shock. Instead, it's just like nothing. The and youngest it, does a good job. The young, the youngest of the three children, the little girl is the best, yeah. surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she gets the most screen time for it too, which is nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, also she's the the only one who doesn't get murdered and possessed. Um, <laughs> Cause I mean, she, she's the, like the other two are like teenagers, like you can get away with it, but like, they're not going to fuck up like the little girl, you know, that's, that's the innocence that must be saved. They traumatized the fuck out of her. Oh yeah. She's going to need some, some therapy. Oh yeah. She, uh, yeah. Some real therapy. You have a bad fucking, uh, time coming into adulthood after that. Yeah, no doubt. But, Mm. um, another thing while we're kind of bouncing back and forth still, sorry, I'm probably this for the rest of the episode, but you know, 2013. It's a lot more grounded, right? They don't like redo the eyeball popping into someone's mouth gag or anything like that. Like there's, it's all that that felt so out of place in this movie. Like it was my favorite gag of the movie, but it didn't feel like it fit the tone of the rest. Of the I, movie. I kind of agree. It did get a genuine laugh out of me, yeah. mm-hmm. and it was kind of a moment where I'm like, "Whoa, why has the movie not been doing more of this?" Yeah, that's what I wanted all the <laughs> yeah. the, the whole I, time. You you right, you right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I will say, like, I would say this movie is more freakish. You know, like it gets more wild than like 2013 or whatever. Like, and it's in it, it it tries the cartoon stuff, and I think it's a good start. I'm not going to, like, poo-poo it too much um, in that respect. Uh, It's something I certainly wish that 2013 had more of, especially with, like, the final demon showing up at the end. It's just, like, it's just a person. Um, the blood rain is really cool. Yeah, but, you get the you get the blood yeah, rain the blood and the chainsaw dope. fight and just like cutting them, cutting the demon in half, like from, like fucking vertically. Like that shit is fucking awesome. That shit is awesome. It's so cool, and it and it feels appropriate for the tone that the rest of the movie is going for. Yes. I think if they tried to make the remake jokey no, and no, goofy, yeah, then it would then it would have been like, but, oh, this is just this is just the original again. But what I will say is. If I have to choose, I want the cartoon stuff, you know? Like, and I'm glad that this movie is going more in that direction. And I think, and not just the cartoon stuff, but just how freakish it was. I think just, like, the brutality of the kills and with, like, this fucking crazy spider monster at mm-hmm. the end. I loved that design. That was my favorite. Yeah, again, cool. the third sure. act was great. For me, and it's it's one direction or the other. You know, I, I I feel like this one kind of falls in the middle, trying to straddle the line between playing fan service to the the more fun elements, the zany elements, and the the darkness of like the 2013 one. I felt like it was all pretty well tethered together in its brutality, like like, and that's why I, like I like the word freakish is because like it's got the 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 silly it's got the silly stuff from time to time. The mom is still getting to ham it up as a demon. And the kills are just so fucking brutal. I, I think of, like, the, the mom being killed at the beginning. I like that they do the, uh, like, the, the electrical wires come down out of the elevator. Mm. Like, kind of an homage to the, the vines. Yeah. Um, it's okay just to do that. But on top of that, too, like, the way that they contort her and, like, break all of her bones is fucking sick. It's brutal, And yeah. the way that she moves throughout the rest of the movie is like all of her bones are broken. Like, it's a really cool physical performance. Mm. Like, she does a great job making you think that, like, the demons like fucked up her body like that so she could move weird for them. It's it's neat. There's some cool established texture there. I do want more. And I'm hoping we can get more of that in future movies. Like that'd be cool. Yeah, I feel like this would have been the opportunity to to like push that. 
Because, like, it does feel like it's trying to to have its cake and eat it, too. And I think, I think in this case, like, there is a middle ground to be found, but I don't think this movie pulls it off. I think it doesn't... I, I mean, it certainly doesn't push the goofiness far enough. Like, it, no. it de- I, I do think it feels like it takes place in the same world as the 2013 one, which is why... I feel like this is like the sequel to the requel just fucking 10 years later. But to have like, the, to have something like the eyeball moment just like on its own is so strange. And to like not have more of that like sprinkled throughout, like even if you don't want to turn the whole movie into that, to have a straight up Looney Tunes gag just once in the movie is weird. Well, it's, I it's think a you, direct homage to two. Right, where the exactly. the exact thing happened. And, you know... Right, I think but, it is, I, but it's a Looney Tunes Yeah, yeah. When, I, when I saw that sequence, I the only thing that was going through my head is, we could have more of this, you know, but we don't. Yeah. You know? So. And I think, I think Alyssa Sutherland, like, in her, in her performance as, like, the possessed mom, like, does have an appropriate amount of of hamminess to at least the way she she behaves and the way she talks and stuff like that which you know the the demons the deadites or whatever have always had like a sick sense of humor right mm-hmm. like that's that's totally consistent but i just wish that like the violence that she was inflicting on other people had a similar like sense of humor to it like a sick twisted sense of humor like i felt like there was an an, a missed opportunity to do something fun with like the tattoo gun like they kind of that's what i'm saying that i feel it feels like a missed opportunity like she's got the one like the the daughter held down and it's like she's about to like put the tattoo gun into her eye and said she just gets like a, a she like nicks her cheek you know, and like that's kind of it. And I don't know, like, what? no, like after after that, she starts like all the black like ink starts coming out of her mouth. I thought that was sick. I mean, yeah. Later, she throws up some. She throws up some ink, but that's I'm it's talking just, about like, pouring out of her nose. I'm talking about the pr- awesome. the prop of the tattoo gun that has nothing to do with that. Yeah, it's the, that's that's why it started happening. She she got her with like the because the mother like I understand. Yeah, but I'm talking about doing something more fun with the prop of the tattoo gun. Like, I, I don't know, like, what... the Her throwing up ink later is fine and cool. Like, I, I did like that. But that's not, like, that's not what I'm looking for. Like, I don't know, I don't know what exactly I'm looking for, but, like, have her fucking tattoo, like, a penis on somebody's face or something. I'm, I don't know. I'm like, be completely honest. I didn't register the, the black liquid as ink. I thought it was like demonic blood type of stuff, you know, just really I mean, dark. yeah, there is it, there is a lot of uh of throwing up uh various colored liquids in yeah. this movie. So a lot of different colored puke. Yeah. yeah. And all the bugs. I thought that was great. Her being like full of bugs. What does she do? Like try and get the bugs out? She's like eating a wine glass. Yeah, she's like eating glass, trying See, to kill the bugs. And like the glass, she's that get like that close up shot, like the glass of the glass going throat. down her throat. I liked sick. that. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I think that was part of the reason why it didn't register as ink because right after it showed it, you know, she puked out bugs, and I was like, oh, it's just like demonic bug goo. Well, it's gonna spread off yeah. her cheek, you know. 
yeah, it's 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 cool. Like I I like I like the throwing up ink and the weeping ink and stuff. Like that's cool. I don't know. I just like. What if she did get her in the eye with the tattoo gun and she pulls it out and the eyeball is like on the end of the needle and it's like bouncing up and down while it's still moving? <laughs> well, like another cool. Okay, I will say if we're if we're just creatively brainstorming, also like while the person is still like we don't know, or like she possessed. like pulls her tongue out or something and is like and starts like tattooing something like on her tongue, like just like something. Something crazy, you know, something like it, it's it's a cool like using a tattoo gun as a weapon is a cool idea. So like do something, do something cool with it. That's all I'm saying. You can still have it lead to the same thing. Like you can still have her throwing up the ink later. Like you can do both, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I really like the tattoo gun. I was hitting her eye and stuff. Looked pretty good. Um, Should have hit her eye. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Speaking of creative props, uh, what'd y'all think of the cheese grater? Uh, that was a nice moment. Oh, and like she hits her in the calf with it. Gets her in the back or of the like leg, more, yeah. I like, uh, uh, I think she could have hit her a couple more times. We could have gotten like a really nasty. That's what I'm like, saying. Give it, yeah, see that? Yeah, there you go. Further. yeah. Exactly, more, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but like, you know, there's enough other fun stuff in the scene. Um, oh man, you know what would have been great? Like when the mom first yeah, comes right. in. <laughs> I'm I'm, t- I'm going somewhere with that. Uh-huh. Um, Let him cook. Uh, <laughs> hold up, hold up. Let me cook. Um, when the mom first like first comes in, she's like possessed. You know, she we have the scene that we saw see in the trailer where she goes in and she like puts the skillet down and she starts like smashing like eggs into the skillet. Right? Yeah, like I thought that was pretty fun. I like that. That would be a great opportunity to. Call, come back to that with the cheese grater she like grabs somebody's arm and starts like grating their arm like over, over the, the eggs. eggs or something like cheese on top of fucking <laughs> chips or go. some shit like that you know that, that that's that what is very evil dead that's what that's what i'm saying yeah i uh, i do i do and like stuff like that would have still i like, think fit within the overall mm-hmm. tone of the film it's like it that's mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that i think Ben is referring to, he says it plays it safe, because I, I agree with that. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. I, uh, I, I, you touched on the eggs, I did want to mention. I really like that, because, like, she's the mama hen, you know? Right. She's, like, killing all the chicks. Like, and I thought that was cool. And one of the eggs has blood in it. Yeah, I saw that too, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, yeah, crazy demon stuff. I do also like the bit where, like, she pins down the protagonist, and she's like, I'm gonna eat your soul. And she smells her stomach and says, two souls. Two souls. I thought that was fun. I like that, Very too. cartoony. I thought it was good. You know, it gave me, um, I don't know, with, between, like, the crazy, like, the really fun cinematography and some of the more heightened sequences, it, no, I got a lot of malignant vibes. Like, I think, I think that, like, this kind of crazy Jalo-esque inspired movement. Oh, I, I do know. not think it was Jalo-esque. No, I don't it, either. This movie was so darkly shot let's uh, let's talk about the cinematography a little bit because i found this movie really ugly and dark where like you could do a lot with the setting uh and outside of like the third act with the the blood elevator and stuff like that like there it's so brown and dark 
and ugly. Like I yeah, I, a lot of color. I like I like the production design, um, but yeah, I, I didn't think there was anything super special about like the cinematography or like the camera work. Yeah. I thought that was all pretty safe. I, I there's like that shot where he like when he's like doing the record player and like we're hearing all the Latin and the camera is like doing that fun like track in where it's twisting and stuff. And that all felt very like Evil Dead. There's and... not there's not much of that though. It's like so selectively used. Really? Yeah. I mean, I I think that like one of one of the more like visually interesting things that the film does is how much it utilizes the peephole, like looking out into the hallway. I do like how kind of like coldly lit that hallway is as compared to uh, the more brown interior of the apartment. My problem with the peephole thing is I, I like it. I like them like looking out and like watching what's happening out there. Um, I do just kind of, I kind of wish that like all of the neighbors weren't just killed all in the same scene, like yeah. watching the people. Like I've, I feel like the people yeah, utilize those bodies too. Like I got mm. the idea and we got several sequences where the, the whole gimmick of the, the sequence was, Oh, the demon is acting normally and no, suddenly they're a demon again. And it's like, how many times do people need to get fooled before? Well, yeah, I mean, that, it's, that's more one of those things, like, how many times are you going to fall for this? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think the people was overutilized. I, I liked that. I, I think that it's it's cool that it's like, hey, we did lock the demon out in the hall successfully, but the demon is still wreaking havoc out there. I just wish that, like, they hadn't done it, like, all in the same scene. I wish that had been a little bit more... Oh, I liked it. Cause like I I like I like her killing the neighbors out in the hall, but like it introduces all these neighbors as like okay we've got all these extra bodies to do some fun creative kills on, and they all just kind of get killed like all in the same scene and from like the point Mostly of view of the people. So people, yeah, so like, like off camera, we have a whole high rise building as a setting. Like, yeah, make the camera sprawling. Now that she's outside. She's a danger to the rest of the whole building and all of these tenants and all of these people. Like, show us that. And they get That's a, they so get much a, fun. They get away with it because the building is condemned, so most people have moved out already, so it's largely empty. But I agree. Like, that's that was my, I mean, I guess spoilers jumping ahead to our, our predictions and stuff later, but I remember that my tagline for this that I was hoping for was Evil Dread, like Judge Dread. And it's not that. Yeah, it could be something that feels like dread or the raid. I feel know? like it's too it's too centralized to their apartment, which is why I feel like it doesn't take enough it doesn't do enough with the setting. Until like the end. Like I like the stuff with the elevator. The elevator filling up with blood is cool. A lot of fake blood that they used, which is which is dope. I was it was some they what used something that? like eighteen hundred gallons of fake blood in this oh, movie. I I kind of wish the the fake blood wasn't just condensed into the the elevator in the last fifteen minutes, though, because it sure. feels like just a blatant the shining, shining, thing, yeah, you know, and like give me buckets and brain dead levels of fucking blood throughout mm, the movie. Yeah, sure. Give me brutality and tons of blood I agree all with, over the place. I agree. I agree with you. I I think that the, like the elevator is 
one of the only like cool things they do that is specific to the setting. Yeah. I think most everything else could be done in a cabin or a suburban house or any setting. Like if you're going to set this in a high rise apartment building and call the movie evil dead rise, like utilize your space, you know, utilize this, this whole building that you have access to and the elevator does that. And to an extent, the parking garage or yeah. garage does too. But I also don't feel like there's anything that's like super unique about that. Like at the end, there's a wood chipper and a truck and it's like, those could be anywhere, you know, that doesn't have to be in a, in a, a, a you know, an apartment building. Yeah, that's the, it's one of the brutal ways you could have killed her. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's I awesome. love it there, but it doesn't, it's not like dependent. It's not something that you could only do with the setting. You know, that's why I'm yeah. saying like, it's, you could, it's interesting. Cause like, I, I can see like, yeah, wanting like a whole, thing I love the wood she, chipper. She goes on like a big, like rampage throughout the whole apartment. They, I think on their budget, they'd probably have to like do it in CG or something and it would look bad. But like the, I don't think so. I think, I think, I think that, like there's, there's a kill in the elevator at the beginning with the mom. Like, uh, as I would count that, like there's that. There's the peephole shot, so we get stuff in the hallway, we get plenty of stuff in the parking garage, and we get plenty of stuff in the apartment, and I think that, like, that hits... But houses houses have peepholes, too. There's nothing about a peephole that has to be in an apartment building. And all the stuff, again, it's centralized to their apartment building. It doesn't... It's not... It's all stuff that could... You could do it exactly the same, but in any setting... The only things that you can't do that with are the two elevator shot, the two elevator scenes, which are highlights for me because it does feel it's like, okay, this is utilizing the setting. Well, and like it has glimmers of like utilizing the setting in interesting ways in the setup, you know, having the bank vault underneath the parking garage that has a really interesting opportunity. You Mm -hmm. can, you can play up some of that setting specific stuff. Beyond that, with kills and violence and stuff like that, beyond I just... did like the set of the old bank. Yeah, I was about to say too. it's fucking awesome. Yeah, like, like it's the cool. big like Christ on a cross that like almost mm. crushes the kid, and like I thought the exploration was really fun. Like yeah, you know, well like, all that's the, cool, the thing. Like, I wish talismans. they would have used stuff like that in the actual section once things got going. In that, you in, know, as not part of the in action just the setup. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. The ending is is a, a big high point. All of the demons together, the the mom and the two kids, uh, they uh, form up fucking Megazord, um, and yeah. be and become a big uh, flesh spider, which is really cool. I I love that you can you can tell that in that final fight scene, it's mostly practical, um, mm-hmm. really makes it feel like it has weight, yeah. which for something like that is really cool. Usually they, that's something that's like totally CG and has, you know, the, the weightlessness that comes with that. It definitely feels like it was like a big, heavy rubber and foam that all three of them got thing into. that. Yeah. Well, that mostly one person got into, except when they needed to do a shot with all three right. of their heads. Yeah. yeah they probably had cool. a couple of rigs yeah, that, yeah, that, that stuff is great. Loved mm-hmm. that. Loved the way that's all shot. Um, defeating her by fucking shoving her into the wood chipper. 
great. Yeah, I love excellent. when like they think that they're out, and she grabs the girl from under the the parking garage door, mm-hmm. and like pulls her back into the truck. I thought like like her in the dark truck there was really yeah. cool and pretty spooky. I I like I like their restraint in showing the the just the right. spider monster because like the way they do it is like they they do while that's while they're sort of like tearing each other apart it cuts to like the book and it like flips to this page it has like an illustration of like a monster made of like many bodies combined and then it's like we it doesn't really show us the monster it does like it's like we know what it is but it's doing a really nice job of like not showing it to us and then we do get like the payoff um all of that stuff was primo loved that shit um, again, going more over the top and doing some like bold shit like that earlier in the movie would have really heightened a lot of this. Um, <laughs> I, I like that because of the wood chipper, it basically ends the same way that evil dead 2013 does with just like a rain of blood. Um, <laughs> Again, why I feel like they're in the same universe. Yeah, all that stuff was really fun. Definitely an exciting ending to the movie. Yeah, I mean, wow. Like, yeah, her working her way around the car and uh, not seeing where it is. And, like, the blocking was really good. Mm. The the staging, again, the cinematography was awesome in that sequence, too. And, um, you got all the emergency, like, the red emergency lights and stuff. And just the... Like whenever there's like a, that that blood on screen too, they're also lighting the, the 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 people with like red gels and stuff. And I thought it was fucking cool. Um, it's fun to look at, really fucking neat. And I think that like the protagonist like holds her own a lot better in that final sequence, more just because the of the action of it, um, than like the charisma that her character needs to bring to the role. Yeah. Um, at that point, she just needs to swing around a chainsaw. Yeah, and she she says, "Come get some," and that's cool, I guess. But like, yeah, same same points as before on that, but. Overall, like, I was just so happy. I was so over the moon with that sequence and getting a big... It reminded me of the uh, the Spider-Mom from uh, 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 Color Out of Space. Too. Oh, yeah. That's another mother-child fusion monster spider. Like, we yeah. got... I don't know. It's, uh, I guess it's a trend. They stole it. They stole it. Thieves. They oh, stole well, it. They both stole it from uh, the devil inside. Y'all oh remember God. that? No. You mean the evil within? The evil within. You don't even know the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> my pick too uh, oh man what a fucking movie oh, that yeah, that's was right. that's fine yeah yeah well then i i really liked all that stuff and yeah again for me i like the kills i like the sequences i i like i like how it works in the setting and again too like i said at the beginning of the episode i really liked the set i i thought you know it felt like a lived-in home um that was made perverse that was ruined by these demons and uh i felt that i i, I liked it the stick through the face, like, there's just tons of gore there and blood effects, and there's blood all over that kitchen floor during that, that skirmish, like, all, yeah! All of this is things that I've seen in Evil Dead before and expect from it. Yeah, and I thought it was cool, and it's, I got I got what I wanted, I got my money's worth. Why don't you stick a rating on that? Strong four. Ben? Yeah, well, Evil Dead Rise, you know, it's set in a high-rise, and for a movie set in a high-rise, it sure is pretty middling. Um, three out of five. I, I wanted so much more. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the middle, uh, three and a half out of five for me. Wasn't a bad experience. Like it's fine. Um, but definitely did not push the envelope in 
the way that I was hoping it would. Um, so, average of three and a half out of five. Before we move on, I would like y'all to give me your Evil Dead ranking. Oh, okay. Man, I have not seen most of them in years. Uh, Evil Dead 2 is number one, obviously. Probably Army of Darkness after that. Then maybe Remake? And then Original? And then this last? I'd feel pretty confident about that, except the positioning of the original and the remake. Those could also be switched. I'm not. I'm not totally sure. I would need to revisit both. Um, otherwise, I'm. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. So this is on the bottom. It's been longest since I've seen one. In fairness, so this might be unfair, but um, I would say at the top, um, I think Evil Dead Two is like a better movie. But for me, it's Army of Darkness. I grew up just. I think that's I, fair. I, I wore that VHS tape out, man. I yeah. love. I love that movie to bits. Um, so Army of Darkness at the top, then Evil Dead 2. Again, all the prosthetics, practicals, and goofy cartoon stuff is super fun. Um, and then I, uh, you're gonna hate me, but I think I like this movie. At the end of the day, I think visually it's more compelling. I think that the characters are still largely more interesting than the remake. Um, uh, they have a bit more texture to them. And again, I just really loved the, the setting and set. And the practicals with all the gore and stuff. So I'm going to put this one... I'm going to put Rise third. And then uh, after that, I'll put the I'll put the remake. I do really like the, the drug addict stuff. And all the... With the, the sister in recovery. And now it's like, oh, she's possessed by the devil. Like, th- those themes kind of compare. And her actually coming out of it in the end was cool. And she gets to be both Bruce Campbell and Demon. And, you know, that, that works. So you'd put the original last. I don't want to, but, like, I... <laughs> Two is just better in every it is in every yeah, no, way. It is. it is, and I it's it's I think it's a rare thing. And like again, I mean, the first Evil Dead is just a first draft for Evil Dead. It really too, is, really. and it's fine, yeah. and it's awesome um, that it exists. Obviously, I but I I also think it's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. still a it's good movie. Legitimately it. scary too. Yeah, it's been I all think, over a decade uh, since I've seen it. In fairness, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's probably. The remake, or either the remake at the bottom and one there, I, just like you, I think you could, I could switch them out, you know, either yeah. way. What's yours, Ben? For me, two, obviously, number one. Mm-hmm. As we've talked about, it's a masterclass. Horror canon, we need to cover it. We haven't yet, for some yeah, reason. we haven't but... covered any of the Evil Dead no, movies. This is no. our first one. Um, then second, to it. second would actually be 2013. I think it's... The legitimately, oh, really? legitimately the scariest of the whole series. I would agree. With uh, that. And for that reason, I think it's the second most effective. The shots of the sister coming out of like the trap door and stuff. Terrifying. Mm. Really good. Um, third is Army of Darkness. Just a classic, though it it's uh, it teeters on being a little too slapstick. Uh, it's still a blast. No, um, fourth would be. Evil Dead, the original, um, and then this one. Yeah, I think I think again. Overall, the franchise is remarkably consistent. Yeah, yeah. Even though I gave this one a three, like I like, would still recommend still slightly it. Above, yeah, yeah, I would still I mean, recommend that's... it. Like all of the series is good. Uh, yeah, honestly, I just I feel like I was a victim of of overhype on this one. I feel like. 
my expectations were set way too high going in, and it just did not live up to that. I'll tell you where I really agree on that point, too, is the trailer showed too goddamn much. As trailers yeah, do. as trailers do. As trailers like, but this do. in particular, it showed all the big beats, all the one-liners, and... Hey, at least they kept the spider monster out of the trailer. Thank God. But other than that, they did show, like, all of the best moments, and pretty much. And I think that much. really yeah. that had an effect on... And it was showing everywhere. Like, they put a lot of budget into their marketing. Yeah, And, yeah, yeah. like, it, it was everywhere. So, like, I saw it a million times. And, you know, it's like, I think... And I hate it because I think, like, when the mom pops up from the bathtub and she says the whole, like, mommy's with the maggots now thing, like, I would love to have been able to fucking, like, men in black wipe my brain of that trailer. Yeah, and I think... that moment felt, like, in the movie on its own because, like, just the, the, the trailer, like, I think really did a disservice. Just the number of times over the last few months that we've had to hear mommies with the maggots right. now, it's yeah. It's not fair to the it's... movie. Like, and I, yeah. Because I do think that would have been a more effective moment if we hadn't seen it a fucking bajillion goddamn times. Right, yeah. Yeah. But... makes it hard, and... So yeah, I, I will. I will definitely say that. So and I, and I try to look at it like outside of that as much as I can. But. Well, real quick, while we're discussing the franchise, like I do think that every year is too much. Every three years feels like a good number. But what I, especially after this one, especially after this one, really need them to start mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. I think if you, I think if you. You hold to all of, like, the core tenets of Evil Dead. Like, someone reads from the Necronomicon. You get your POV demon flying shot. Somebody's possessed, does a bunch of horrible things. Um, you know, a version with the drone at the beginning of this movie, too. I yeah, that, that was, was fun. Um, you know, have that. Have buckets of fucking gore. Uh, if it's time period appropriate, throw in a chainsaw. You know, these are like, these are the Evil Dead staples, right? But other than that, you can do anything. So you can set it in any time, any place. Somebody stumbling across the fucking Necronomicon and uh, releasing the Evil Dead. Feudal Japan, like, let's go. You could. Yeah. You totally could. Yes. Legitimately, Legitimately like, yes. I... Wild West, dude. Fucking oh, fucking wild wild west evil dead. But here's here's what I want. Do give us another medieval one set during like the Black Plague or something. That a little be, more toned down do than Army old, of Darkness, you yeah, know? It, but still do some good homages to it. What I want more than anything else is bring back prosthetic demon demon faces. Let's get yeah. the weird, let's get weird demon muppets back. Dancing yeah, that's what, hands, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Let's get weird with it. It doesn't, we like, if they and, want. And people on, on wire work. That's another thing, too, is dancing around on wires. If they really want fun. it to still be, like, a little bit more grounded and, like, darker, like these last couple have been, like, that's fine. But yeah, let's let's get let's get weird with it. That's that was my overall biggest problem with this one is, like, it doesn't get weird enough with it. So let's, let's fucking do that. Because I, I think there's a lot of room for it. And I'm certainly very on board with more evil dead movies happening yes but um time to stop playing it safe folks yeah but i think yeah. i think if they if they stop playing it safe from here this movie's a fine jumping off point for it sure yeah if yeah like if they really do do something like exciting with the next one then you know maybe i can Maybe I'll be a little kinder to this one on reappraisal in the future. I'm not sure. Um, high bar. Anyway, we do have results. We do indeed. 
I was just well, let's find out what up. those results are. While you're pulling that up, I did see because I think this will be pertinent to to when we get to box office. Originally, this movie was planned to be released direct to HBO Max. And then it performed so outrageously well in test screenings that they're like, okay, we got to put this into theaters. Awesome. And I think that they are all uh, shaking hands and smoking big cigars and patting each other on the back for that decision now. Because they, Good. you know, this put, is going to sound ridiculous, movies. but I think if it came out to streaming first and not theaters, my expectations would have been lower. And I almost might have liked it more. Maybe, but you know, I think uh, I, I hate to say that, but I just yeah, if if the the, again, the the original creators of Evil Dead are doing well off of it, and they can establish more of a legacy and get like more films out there, awesome. You know, as long as it's not too homogenized. I mean, fucking Sam Raimi did the Spider Man trilogy and fucking Cape shit and what is it? Uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, he, Sam he's doing, doing fine. just fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Evil Dead Rise uh, for Rotten Tomatoes. I predicted 86. TC predicted 72. Cleview predicted 65. Oh, I went low. Uh, it's currently sitting at 84. So I get that one. Yeah. Very close. Yeah, Very close. Yeah, I actually undershot that <laughs> not as much as you though so for <laughs> box office i predicted 32 mil tc predicted 18 mil cleave you predicted 15 and a half mil mm-hmm. right now it's sitting at 24 million nice so it's close but you got it yeah uh and then collective rating i predicted 4.2 tc predicted three and a half Cleave, you predicted three. Spot on, right baby. on the right, right on, on the, the money. Money, hell yeah. Uh, tagline for me: I said, "Evil Dead rises to the occasion of continuing the Evil Dead legacy." It does, sure. I uh, guess, yeah. TC said, "Evil Dread." Yeah, we and then uh, that. Cleave, you said, "A hole in my brain." The fuck what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Do you stand by it? Um, oh, I'm in a hole in the ground. I was making a joke. Oh, it was a reference to a hole you're in the doing ground. a hole in the I ground. Decrypt my own fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I did not get that. What the fuck is wrong with me? Uh, y'all to pay like deal with that on a regular basis? Yeah, Jesus, dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, dog. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah, hole in the ground. Uh, you know what? I think. Yeah, that's probably why I was so kind of down on it going in, is I thought Hold the Ground was kind of mid. But the, honestly, the problems I had with Hold the Ground, not at all the problems I had with this movie. Like, yeah. in fairness. so um, I had a lot of the same problems. Anyway, uh, <laughs> next week... Uh, anus Man. Is, is Anus Man. Oh, Christ. That's um, right. Yeah, we, we, finally, we finally got away to watch Anus Men. So even though we were supposed to do that like three months ago, didn't come uh, out near us. Not no, our fault. Did yeah, it's true. Did not come out near us. <laughs> Although one of my old coworkers was able to go see it in Greensboro. What the fuck is that about? 
There's not screen, Raleigh Durham. There, there's a screen in Greensboro, but not in Raleigh Durham. Fucking Greening in Greensboro, not here. What the fuck? Greening in Greensboro. All right. Um, yeah. So, all right. Ennis Men is next week. Ennis Men. Uh, what what mysteries will that hold? I don't know. Come my, back my prediction on that one is it's going to be well, Lincoln. We'll I'm have not going to like open it. it up like good see. Oh yeah, see. I, I'm Anus certainly Man. predicting that Cleveland is not going to like it. Yeah, Anus we're going to find from, out from everything I've heard about it. I think I'm going to love it, and I think Cleveland is going to hate it. Well, it's not a Marvel or Star Wars so you know I'm going to hate it that's all I love is Disney that's true give me my Disney content Um, uh, speaking of here we have a uh, our sponsor which this week I'm a big fan of Uh, I'm really glad we finally got this sponsor you know they're one of my favorite products and I've been really pushing for it for a long time and they finally got back with our emails so I'm very proud to say that this week is sponsored by two frogs living in sin (laughs) That's right. Two frogs living in sin. They were two, two gay ass frogs. They were too busy living in sin to respond to your email. Someone put chemicals in the water. They turned the freaking frogs gay, and now they're living in sin. <laughs> You'll love to see it. Thanks again, two frogs living in sin, for your uh, wonderful contribution to the podcast. We appreciate and love you. We do and love. We do we love recommend to your product to everyone we see on the street. I, I mean that literally. Like every person I see, I'm just like, you need to check out two frogs living in sin. He's, it's true. He's done it. I've seen it. It's yeah. incredibly embarrassing. It is. It is. I, I really, I use the word Because most people, most people don't know what to do yeah. with that. You just, I just say it has an incredible mouthfeel and I don't explain any further. It's really good. It does. It, it does feel good. It does roll off the tongue, doesn't it? Two, two frogs. frogs living in sin. Sinful delights. Thank you, two frogs living in sin for your sponsorship of the podcast this week. Um, if you, dear, dear, listen, dear listener, would like to support the podcast, well, uh, you can do so free of charge by leaving us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. But if you want to support us not free of charge, you can become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Shout out to our honorary pod boys, Sam, Zach, and Micah. Um... If you join the five or ten dollar tier on Patreon, you get Discord access, and the Discord poppin'. is popping. It's the summer of Bo over in the Pod People Discord. It's That's the right. summer of Bo. You better believe you, it. You, you better, better believe it. it. <laughs> that We're just becoming the same person. The more this podcast goes on, Patreon.com, like a big mother spider. We're all just fused together. <laughs> slash Pod People Pod. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I guess I don't really give a shit. Um, <laughs> letterbox.com slash pod people pod uh, where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews uh, you should follow me on twitter uh, at some spooky snake uh, and also I stream on twitch every month at twitch.tv slash some spooky snake I'm still working through resident evil 7 dlc because there's a lot of it yeah so I, I... Twitter is getting pretty dog shit, and mm. I, I'm basically yes gonna leave it. So I think instead of plugging, I'm just gonna give a recommendation to something random. I'm going down every with that ship. every episode. What you got? And so for this episode, I will recommend to our listeners uh, check out the game God Hand. Uh, <laughs> Resident Evil Four has been really popular. Uh, right after Resident Evil Four. The games director, Shinji Mikami, 
used the same engine to make a really wacky brawler called God Hand. It's very fun, very funny, very challenging. You can download it online probably somewhere. Ben has been talking about this game for months. It's annoying, yeah. It's great. Really, really, yeah. I have, I have no interest in it, especially after Ben's been talking to me about it. I don't want to. I don't want anything to do with it. It looks stupid. I think it's pretty cool. Well, that's Ben's recommendation corner. Hey, yeah. This week, uh, 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 Amanda the Adventurer uh, is is still out. It's still doing really well. Uh, to the point where my DMs are getting blown up by people I don't know, and I don't like it. Don't talk to me. Stay away. Unless... Leave me alone. Go play Amanda, but don't 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 DM me. Unless unless you're in the Pod People Discord. Well, that's not DMing. That that's, 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 can, just, that's just having a normal you, you human conversation. You can talk to us. You can also you email Cleveland. No, no, don't dox me, bro. Don't dox me. <laughs> He's pulling his dox out. Don't do it. Miss input. All right. Yeah. Uh, you can. Uh, no, I. I uh, we do movie nights, and I'm there. Um, uh, be nice. Love each other. And don't don't.